0: Welcome, guys. This is another episode of The Takeoff. I'm your host, Mick donahy and welcome today. This is our revamped episode. We are currently uh, going live from our new studio. I'm super excited to be here today. Uh, over the course of the next few weeks, we will be doing a number of exciting episodes um, from solo episodes with myself through to live episodes with in-house guests and virtual episodes of individuals from the construction industry across Australia, New Zealand, and globally. Super excited to be with you today. Today we're gonna talk about a topic I am extremely passionate about, something that I get questions about all the time, and that is why do contractors get paid more than consultancies? So this has been a a bone of contention for the industry for a number of years. Um, Obviously, I've worked across um, a number of different markets from Ireland, UK, New Zealand, Australia, the US. And it's the same no matter where you go in the world. Um, It just so happens to be that contractors pay significantly more than consultancies, um, usually client side, usually developers as well, but just depends on on, on, on company to company. Um, so we've got five points we're gonna talk about today. Um, the episode should be around 20, 20 minutes long. If I ramble, which I tend to do, could be 30 minutes. But um, the first uh, point I'm gonna to make today is that one of the main reasons why construction companies, why main contractors, pay more than consultancies is intense demand um the demand right now for for experienced people in the construction world is is phenomenal um and when i talk about um experience i'm talking about on the boots or boots on the ground i'm talking about those who are experienced working on Major infrastructure projects, you know healthcare projects, education, universities, those who have experience in construction and not specifically those who are in that sort of advisory capacity or that strategic consulting capacity, those who know how to get things done, those who know how to manage people, those who know how to the, the actually build you know what it takes to put together a construction project those individuals are highly highly in demand the world over and whether that's a symptom of covid or whether that's a symptom of 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 the industry you know one of my takes is um realistically construction doesn't get talked about enough um when we're we talking to young individuals when we're talking to um teenagers when we're talking about th- the school leavers out there you know what are the industries that they feel most suited to them. And right now it's, it's, it's technology, it's media, it's, um, IT, it's 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 the industry where they're not getting dirty and out in the rain and and soaked and miserable all day, um, but we don't do a good enough job for you know selling construction, talking about what um they what they can achieve, what they can do, what they can um you know, put put together and, and build. You know, it's construction is a, an unbelievably exciting industry. It is a career that can take you to every part, every corner of the world um and you'll always have a job so super super exciting industry but we don't do a good enough job in in selling it so if you look at that over probably a period of 10 15 years 20 years maybe plus covid over the last 2 years um we've had lockdowns we've ha- we've had people not being able to come in and out of the country it's been a, a hotbed and a, 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 a swimming pool of confusion and noise, and, and it's all come together. And, and that's one big reason why I believe construction contractors pay more than consultancies. But it's been happening for for a number of years and not just over the last few. So the next few points that I'll talk about will, be, uh, uh, will sort of hit the nose on the head as to why um, consultancies pay that little bit less. Um, the next point I'm going to make is higher risk. So risk is a big thing within construction. So if we're talking about building a hundred million dollar project, whether you're a developer, um, whether you're an owner of a uh, you know the, the the project, whether you're a construction contractor, or a subcontractor, nobody wants to take on the risk. Um, why is that? And it's I mean it's obvious why why it is because the likelihood is that. There's there's a big problem in construction. Um, there's collaboration tends to to be difficult. Um, the, from from the design phase through to delivery phase, there's challenges along the way. There's challenges with con- uh, councils, consultants getting things approved. So many challenges along the way, but um, no one wants to take the risk. The client doesn't want to take the risk if there are if a project is doesn't get delivered or you know if a building sits you know half built for for five years and, you know, there's a hole in someone's pocket of 10 million, someone, you know, is essentially required to be blamed. Um, And so no one wants to take that risk. But what happens is contractors tend to take that risk on because they need the revenue. They need the revenue of that particular project. They need the revenue of that $20 million bill to keep, you know, 50 people employed. Um, And so that has, um, massive challenges, and you know, clients push on that risk. Consultants push on that risk, and they know that contractors are the backs are against the wall from the initial um, phase of of the construction project, from design right through to to handover. So that risk is intense, and we see that you know the the demand, the pressure that gets, that puts on to 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 people who work for construction companies. It's huge and we see the mental health crisis that um, that, that basically is absorbing the industry Um, in New Zealand, in Australia, in the UK, Ireland, in the US, you know, people who are out there working in construction. Are having serious mental health issues. You know, I heard a few years ago of people climbing the top of of cranes. You know, just because they're so depressed in their day to day and uh, experiencing lots of difficulties throughout their their career, their personal life, their 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 um their professional life. And uh, let's face it, it's all one thing. It's just life itself. So. um. There's massive risk, and that risk will not just go on to contractors, but it goes on to the people within those construction companies who are building day to day. The third point I'm going to make: programs are extremely tight. So, construction companies will go in and win a project based on essentially how quickly they're going to get it done and the price they're they're going to charge for for making it happen. So. We're now noticing, and obviously, it's not just over the last couple of years, but even more so in a in a challenging environment, and certainly in a challenging economical environment. We're seeing that construction companies are tendering for projects with super unrealistic pro- programs, um, and so what that does is that puts everyone under pressure from from the very start. So, if you think about it, you know the risk is pushed onto the contractor the the, the 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 in in terms of the program the programs are so tight because they need to win the projects to pay the people that work for them um or they're making massive redundancies you know you start to see why contractors you know will pay more or be forced to pay more i don't think that they would want to pay more but certainly they're forced to pay more um and so what what we'll see is that because the programs are so tight, there's such a short period of time for delivery of the projects to 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 basically be established. And so, what that means is that you know, if you're a project manager or if you're a contract administrator, a quantity surveyor, a cost manager, or whatever it might be, you've got a very very short window where the construction and the construction delivery phase is is is, is there to to basically. Um, progress as such so what 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 we'll see is that it's very normal it's normal for contractors to be doing 12 hour days they'll be waking up first thing in the morning and they're getting you know the subcontractors on the phone you know from can't get in can't can't get on the site or can't get access to something from six o'clock in the morning when's the last email coming through at night it could be I don't know 11 o'clock at night I remember speaking to a general manager one day of a construction company and they told me that they were getting around 300 emails per day So to give you, put that into perspective, you know, I probably get about 20 a day. So 300 emails per day. I mean, I don't know. It's absolutely insane. So you start to see how this, you know, you're looking at pressure, highly pressurized, working, you know, long hours, a lot of risk involved. And then we start to go, okay, but what's it like on the consultancy side? So the consultancy side, now, Contractors would lead, would, would make you believe that it's all sunshine and rainbows. It's you know everyone sitting on a sun lounger in the office and you know drinking cocktails and you know watching the tennis. It's not that. It's certainly there's 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 a lot that goes into strategic project advisory. You know from the the bidding stage, the the managing of of various different stakeholders and and and, and progressing things from design through to to delivery it's a stressful job itself but is it like being on site you know is it like being out in the rain and out in the in the bad weather you know whether it's you know like like auckland has been over the last few months it's been flooding you know or if it's like australia where it could be 40 degrees on on site so there's there, there's a lot but if you look at that and go well most of the time you're based in an office most of the time you're you know doing meetings and and interfacing with people is it that probably not so you begin to see the the picture that's being painted here number 3 or number 4 should i say dangerous work so dangerous work uh, not not every construction project is dangerous but certainly th- there are complexities to a construction project so what what you'll you'll notice in in, in construction every year no matter what country you're in You'll hear about a death on a construction site. Now things have got a lot better over the last few years, or certainly over the last ten. You know, there was a time where health and safety really didn't exist. Um, in Australia, health and safety is 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 paramount to to everything. When I worked in the UK and Ireland, you know, health and safety was was certainly the number one objective. When I arrived in New Zealand, though health and safety wasn't really something that people considered and that's something that is is definitely got a lot better certainly over the last five years um but it's 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 something that we have to consider if you're working for a construction company and whether it's a a major infrastructure project or if it's a mining and resourcing project certainly there are a lot of complexities to working in that type of environment you know, I've heard of 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 guys working out on mines where they've maybe you know, struck an electricity cable and ended up electrocuting themselves and, and and dying. You know, I've heard of people getting stuck in, in shafts and, and not being able to get out or falling off scaffolding or whatever it might be. There's so many challenges to actually working on site and it's high risk, no matter what no matter what way we look at it, you know, with so much physical activity with potentially hundreds of thousands of, of men and women on site. It's, you know, you're, you're in an environment where if everyone isn't on the same page and singing off the same hymn sheet, their things could go wrong. So again, this is another reason why contractors do get paid that little bit more than consultancies. Now, what do, how much do they get paid in comparison and it's actually quite quite funny to, to bring this up, because if you think of how many hours that you would work as a contractor compared to how many hours you would work as a consultant, you might look at a consultant, say, between average 40 to 45 contractor, depending on what you're doing. But certainly most likely 50 to 55 could be even more than that. Um, I remember I had contractors who worked. In, i've heard of contractors who work before it's, it could be 70 hours which is obscene so you when you look at it as an hourly rate it might not be that much different but on a on a yearly package it certainly can look that way it can look from anything from 20% to 30 40% uh, you know it 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 probably has that bounding than that wide of a bounding as well so it's um certainly got there, there's certainly um a lot of interesting reasons as to why contractors are paid more but certainly those hours that you're working the demand that's on on them the pressure the, the the high risk environment they certainly all add up another thing and probably the last thing is is certainly talent shortages and that's something that we spoke about in in point one uh, briefly but Talent is is so so hard to find, and what you what you'll notice is that a lot of consulting, um, a lot of client side, a lot of um, th- those individuals sitting in senior level roles in those types of environment tend to come from a construction background. You know, you'll see guys who maybe work for the likes of Backtail or Landlease or Fletcher or Downer or whoever it might be. They typically will transition into a consultant role and and why is that and usually they'll tell you i want an easier life and you know that's that i can see the reasons for that they maybe have done 20 25 years based on site waking up at 6 a.m every day you know sacrificing time with their family um working weekends you know that's another big thing that i haven't talked about is there's weekend work you could be doing six days a week you know we, I, I think roberts co in sydney was you know Harold is being you know completely uh, you know off off the wall great because they're not programming weekend work and you think i mean sh- surely that should just be common sense but it's 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 unique in the industry and it, you know consultants don't have to work a weekend, it, and, and unless you own you own your own consulting firm, but if you're working for a possibly like a faithful and Gold or a Jacobs or a you know JLL, you, by and large you're probably working Monday to Friday. Um, so you know, the 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 demand, you know, the, these guys who are transitioning from contracting backgrounds to consulting backgrounds are looking for that easier life. They're also possibly at looking to to transition for a bit of a change. And, 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 you know, when you're interfacing, when you're boots on the ground, when you're working in a high risk environment, things do get old. You, you know, you've done you built one hospital, you, you've probably built them all similar with data centers, semiconductor factories or, you know, prisons. I mean, pretty much they're all the same, you know, and that's the same for 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 roading bridges, you know unless you're working on some stuff for the Olympic games, like the Beijing nest stadium. If you've ever seen that one, it's pretty unique, but, um, you know what I mean? It's, it's, you've done one, you've done them all. And what you find is that senior level guys will go into those more strategic value added positions where they're maybe able to offer value to the client and to the contractor and build some synergies and try and, uh, allow for more, for more collaboration. Um, But that's one thing that, you know, contractors are now moving into consultancies because they're looking at it and going, well, Monday to Friday, easier life, can pick the kids up from school once a week, you know, might get home at four o'clock on a Friday, not having to work the weekends. So those guys could count for maybe 10, 15% of the industry are leaving contractors. So there is 10 to 15% of the industry that are required, um, you know, that there's a talent shortage within that space. If we talk about, the construction not being a sexy industry anymore because it's 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 because there's no one talking about it. When I was in school, not one person came to me and said, "Mick, you could have a career in construction." You know, I thought construction was just—I don't mean just because certainly it's a noble profession, but my old man was a plumber, and I he always told me never become a plumber, <laughs> and I always remembered, you know, during my my time. Um, you know, working with him in summers and, you know, school holidays and all of that sort of stuff, I definitely didn't want to become a plumber because it was far too hard. But no one came to me and said, you know, you've got good grades, Mick, you know, you've got a bit of um, ambition, you could become a project manager, and, you know, you could earn, and let's face it, 300,000 a year, possibly, 400,000 a year, which is incredible money. You know, you look at that and think about it, like, that's, geez, that's over a quarter of a million dollars. Like, that's absolutely bonkers. and But this is true. I see people from my hometown in Ireland now making easily over three hundred dollars to $400,000 a year. And no one came to me and said, hey, you could do that. And that was, you know, 2010. So 14, 13, 14 years ago. And is there anyone out there doing that now? And and I don't know. I don't think so. And this is the reason why I'm wanting to bring the the podcast in a visual aspect to start getting the word out there. Like construction is... Construction is awesome. Construction can lead you to significant financial freedom. You know, have have incredible advantages. Um, you know, you're actually building stuff that's there forever in most cases, um, and it changes people's lives, and most part for the better. Um, you know, if you're building a hospital, you're you're essentially the end users are are are, are being. Saved or you know cured or you know assisted along the way. Whether you're building aged care facilities, retirement facilities, that's the end of life. People have is more comfortable. You know, there's. there's let's face it, construction is what makes the world tick. You know, it's not purely it. It's not purely tech anymore, but it's con- construction what we use day in day out. Um, so, it's an incredible career, but no one talks about it enough. No one's out there really championing, championing it enough. So this is the reason that there continues to be a talent shortage. We don't see enough engineers. We don't see enough quantity surveyors. We don't see enough estimators or construction managers. It's they're not coming into the industry anymore. They're moving out. They're they're doing things, you know, with with their mobile phone. You know, they're into crypto. They're in the NFTs or you know whatever it is next week. AI, you know, who who knows? But Construction will continue to be a requirement. There will be transitioning. There will be um, innovation in the industry. Like from, like we're now seeing one of the biggest, uh, you know, sectors in the market is is data centers, is semiconductor factories, because you know, you, know, you see Samsung, Google, and Meta and Facebook or same thing. They're all you know in a in a basically cold war to build you know, chips for everyone's phones. And so that means that there's construction factories need to be built all over the world. And there's you know, a huge demand, whether it's defense, you know, the U S Australia is crazy for defense. Australia spends like 3% of their GDP on defense. So know I'm not too sure what the U S is, but you think about this, there's constant, constant, constant demand for construction and there's less and less people coming into the industry. So, Talent shortages is again another massive component to why contractors get paid more than consultancy. So, guys, this is the end of the show. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope I haven't rambled too much. This is the first episode of me doing it, doing something like this. So, hope it's you've enjoyed it. I hope I haven't um, went on too too much. But if you're out there and you're in the industry and you're listening to this and you felt it's been useful, please like and share it because. It will help more, the more people see this, the more the industry um, becomes aware that, you know, there's out, people out there sharing content about construction. The more people will actually possibly want to start the conversation, the more guests that I can get into the studio. Um, the, the, the the more people talk about it, the better. And that's for everyone. So we need construction to continue, to continue to develop, continue to inspire, to continue to innovate. And this is what we're here to do so hope you enjoyed this episode of the takeoff and i'll be here with you next week cheers <laughs>